Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Welcome to our first episode. Diane, are you so excited? I am so super excited. I have been dying to do this with you guys. We are going to have a ball, you guys. We are thrilled to be with you and just talk about how we got here because we have so many people ask us, how are you doing this? They ask us all the time. And so this is so much fun. We'll finally be able to share all the inside secrets, the behind the scenes, all the stuff people want to know. Love it. And it's ups and downs, right, Tyann? I mean, it's not a straight shot here. It is not a straight shot by any stretch. We're going to tell you all the things. All the things. So let's start with, who are we? Who are you, Tyann? (laughs) <laughs> that is a good question, Kyla. <laughs> so I am a trainer, speaker, and coach who specializes in strengths. Gallup strengths. Love me some Gallup strengths. too. So who are you, Kyla? I am Kyla Martin. I am a career coach, and I am an entrepreneurial business coach. I accidentally created all these entrepreneurs who left corporate America, and then they started their own business. So I continue to help coach them once they start their business. Was it accidental? Of course not. (laughs) I love that. We're going to talk more about that, too. Yes, we love to manifest. We do. In fact, that's how we're going to start this conversation is how we arrived here and all the whispers that were showing up in our lives way back when. We believe that's how we even came together as friends so many years ago. We met back in the late... Mid mid nineties, nineties, mid nineties. So we've been we've been friends for a long time, and then we both, not by accident, ended up in Austin working for the same company. And so today we're going to tell you a little bit more about some of those early days stories, and again, the game changing moments, and then also the whispers. And you know, as we talked about, it's not a straight shot. So we're going to tell you sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the way that we arrived here, which. you know, is a, is a culmination, right? Absolutely. And so I think one thing that we get a lot of questions about are, well, a few things we get questions on are, do you have all of this stuff perfectly mapped out before you make these big career leaps? And spoiler alert, the answer is no. <laughs> Never. Never. So if you feel like you have to have a perfectly mapped out business plan, or some sort of brilliant Gantt chart before you can make this big life change. Um, Say, yeah, no. I've never used a Gantt chart in my business. (laughs) (laughs) Or for those of you um, Googling what the heck's a Gantt chart, you don't need one. You're fine. You're in the right place. So we just want to share some real-life stories with you to let you know you are in the right place. And if you do feel called by those whispers that you know there's more to life and you're just not quite sure what it is, but you know you want more for yourself. Maybe you're not quite as fulfilled as you want to be, but you're not quite sure what the rest of it should be. 
you're in the right space and we can, right. we can help you figure it out. Absolutely. We love helping you uncover and activate. Yes. And our favorite thing. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about some of our uncovering moments. Absolutely. Which started very early on when we started vacationing together. Who would guess? Who knew that dreams were built on a vacation? Why do you think that is? Well, I think sometimes vacations allow for you to open up your mind and tap into that creativity. Yes. But we should tell people, are they familiar with the vacation concept? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that. So for some reason, Tyann and I started vacationing together in in Cabo. We, we did. We probably just Googled fun places to go on vacation. I don't even know how we got there. It just it, it looks magical. It was fun and magical. It was beautiful. And it was fairly easy to get to from Dallas. That's true. Uh, that, that's true. Austin. Yeah. From, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Austin and Dallas, where we were coming from respectively, yes. I guess, yes. at the time. Yes. So we, we got the airplane in Mexico and we were quickly accosted by timeshare timeshare representatives god bless you cannot get away from them right and they convinced us that we needed to listen to their timeshare speech right in exchange for for uh, what were we gonna get like a free meal breakfast and spa treatment it was pretty good so it was pretty it was wonderfully and so we asked how long do we have to listen to your spiel and they said, I think it was 90 minutes. Yes, yes. And so being the um, good people that we were, we actually set our timer, I believe. Didn't we? We set a, a, our watch timer for 90 minutes and actually said, go. Yes, we were not staying longer than that. We had to get out to the beach. We had, we did, we had beach time <laughs> we wanted to do. So we actually set our timer and said, okay, go. And um, then that started the conversation that began with, are you familiar with the vacation concept? And I've never heard a funnier line in, in the history of the free world. And so that, how do you even answer that question? We looked at her confused and said, do you mean, like, what is a vacation? <laughs> and she proceeded to explain the vacation concept, which is you leave your house, you get on a plane, you go to some magical place and you rest and relax. You rest and you can do this every year. Every year. We were fascinated. We're like, what? Tell us more. It was the funniest thing ever. We, it was just, oh my gosh. You how it all started. It did. And uh, needless to say, we did not purchase the timeshare. No. And no. at the end of 90 minutes, we probably said, okay, we're done. Thanks for breakfast. Thanks. This was Bob visit. Breakfast. We're leaving. So, um, Anyway, we got our we got our meal. Yeah. That was funny. But I think what was interesting with that is it really did start a a long series of fantastic vacations. I think about twelve, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the best. And just especially reflecting back on those things now, really things that it it definitely sparked was that we were we were cultivating these ideas that we didn't even really realize it at the time that we were we were dream casting yes you know yes and we were doing certain things that um, definitely had a theme so for you i always noticed that you were reading both of us like to read yes. first of all yeah we're both learners both learners yes so in strengths language learners are people who love to learn 
And you were always, always had a lot of books in your hand about travel. Yes. Travel memoirs. Yeah. So tell us about that. What what was so compelling about that? Yes, I loved reading about, it was particularly women who had left a traditional job and were living in a foreign country and had found a way to work and live and experience this incredible, you know, other culture. And I think some part of me thought if I understood their world better, I could figure out how to do it. Ah, because there was always a part of me that wanted to live in different parts of the world and work. So not just travel, but sort of create, you know, a dual existence of living in different places and and working. And so I continued to read these books, trying to find the how. We're going to talk in an upcoming episode about the how, because we often become paralyzed by the how. We continue to try to find ways to make this happen. And what we're going to talk about a lot in this podcast is that the how is not needed. And this is this is such a, a game changer when you realize this, because if you don't need to know the how, then you can really go into the magic of your own brain, which is hacking it, rewiring it to really what what Tyanne and I now know today, you can attract the life that you actually want naturally and and with ease and with peace. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get too hung up. So you were really doing, you were trying to figure out the eat, pray, love. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Without Without having to have a crisis, an existential crisis. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But what was fascinating, Kyla, is you had already done some of that in your life before because you had already lived and worked abroad. I had. Yeah. I had done, um, you had done something in um, the UK. You and your sister had done some stuff in Australia. So you had already yeah. had poked a toe into that world. I did, and I loved it, and I wanted more. And again, I, I intentionally chose companies that had international offices, and I did get to travel. But I wanted to live in other parts of the country, or other parts of the world, excuse me, in other countries. And again, I was I was dreaming in those vacations and trying to figure out how I could create this life where I could I could have everything that I wanted and still work and not simply take a sabbatical year, you know, where I was living abroad, but actually create a life. Um, and I couldn't figure out how to do that. And we're going to talk about how we we both figured out the the how, which was which was again really working inside, being introspective, and really creating a an next iteration of us that again then attracted the the how. But we didn't have to figure that out first. And I think that's that is such a, an epiphany that you and I have both had is that the how does not does not need to come first. The internal um, evolution and uncovering is actually what comes first. Absolutely. And for you, I remember you were always reading business books. And specifically, I remember vividly you pulled out this book that said the four hour work week. And I thought, sign me up for that. <laughs> Who doesn't only want to work four hours, right? So, yeah, anyone out there uh, familiar with Tim Ferriss? So um, I re- do remember reading it, and half of the book I thought, yeah, this guy's brilliant, and the other half I thought, this guy's a real crackpot. So, um, yeah, so Tim Ferriss, um, definitely some interesting things in that book, and I still have that book on my bookshelf right now. But there were some other books I remember reading, Escape from Cubicle Nation, um, I mean, I can just list a whole bunch of these things off, which it's so funny now looking at the lives that we've built and the work that we do. And you just go back and read those titles. Yes. And you think, 
man, look at that and those messages. Yes. And, you know, what were we being drawn toward and what did we want to get away from? Yes. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out how to do it. Yes. Right. And ultimately setting the stage yeah. for the life that we have now. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, here we are. We're on the beach. You're trying to figure out how to have this life where you can travel. And I'm there with my Escape from Cubicle Nation book and my four-hour work week and my journal. And this, we, yeah, we're always doing this. We're there, you know, under our umbrella. And we're doing this at least once a year. And really visioning and trying to vision it. Yeah. We didn't know it at the time. No. But that's really what we were doing. We didn't know it. But I do remember there were a couple of years where we would, um, we were like, we need an emergency Cabo trip. <laughs> do you remember the years? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we need an emergency Cabo. DEFCON 5. Yeah. We're just, it was so stressful. We need an emergency Cabo trip. So yeah, um, I do think it's important for people to realize, especially if you have those feelings that, you know, I need to make a change, that there's a lot of space between that feeling and then Monday morning, you know, and we're going to talk about that in this series about how do you, how do you build those bridges? What does that process look yes. like? Yes. Yes. We love bridges. We yes. build so many bridges. Yes. To create our dream career and life. Right. Yes. So you just don't have to jump off the end of the bridge. Please don't do that, by the way. Yeah. We yeah. want to help make that a, a good transition and not yeah. a scary one. Because our brains love always and never. Right. Love binary thinking, as you like to say. We are going to talk about binary thinking and what are some of those traps and what does that look like. So stick with us. And that's why we think it's important to share these stories. because so I think you're going to find um, a lot of these things probably sound like you if you're listening to this. Yeah. So we would come back from our vacations and we had been doing visioning, even though we didn't understand it. And that is what started some momentum for us. Yes. And we started having some... Some game changer moments that were really powerful in a way that they may not have been when if we hadn't been doing this visioning, if we hadn't started, um, you know, listening to those whispers, listening to our own intuition, our own authority of we do want something different. Right. Right. Absolutely. So much of the time we just push that down and we think I'm just going to I'm going to white knuckle it through the next uh, the next Monday. You know, that happens so often, right, that you do get these whispers and then you think, I'm a grown up. Other people go to work. Other people have these jobs. It's called work for a reason. It's called work for a reason. Right. I said those things. Sure. And then, you know, again, other people do this. They're fine. This is what being a grown up's all about. I just need to buck up, little camper. I literally had one of my first team leaders in corporate America told me that. When I complained one time about not being satisfied with my job, he literally told me that I needed to buck up little camper. Wow. And, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. That's what he told me. That was his advice. So, you know, in thinking about this, um, I was going to ask you, was there a moment when thinking back where you can put your finger on, gosh, you know, I thought to myself, Something needs to change. Yes. Yes. I think so many of us, you know, when I would read these travel memoirs, there was always some, some again, existential crisis. And, and sometimes it comes as something big, but sometimes we can put some things small together and, for me, have a reflective moment, which is what happened to me. So 
Uh, one day I was driving to my corporate office in Cubeland, and I, d- I got to the office and I didn't remember driving there. No. And that was really terrifying. I, I was in such a drone zone mindset of just going through the motions that I didn't remember driving there. And I thought, that is really scary, and I, I need to do something about this. And so I uh, called the Employee Assistance Program, the EAP. The EAP, often available in corporate environments. Thank you, corporate environments, for offering that. Isn't that funny, though? Let's just take a pause yes. that for a second. Yes. Because in the benefits program, yes, that's often like the number one thing listed. Yes. But very few people use it. Very few people, yeah, use it. Yeah. But that is one of the number one thing. And you yes. think, gosh, isn't that nice? But let's think about that first. Right. Yes. Why do we have to have that? That's a good point. That's a good point, right? Yes, to have that. Yes. So for you for calling out, by the way. And it took that took a long time, too. Right. Because, again, we're taught just white knuckle it. It's called work for a reason. Right. So for, you know, a long time I didn't. But yeah. And it was uh, apparently such a problem pervasively that they actually had someone on site who could help you, which was many companies I realized I worked for had people on site. So again, the EAP counselor was actually on site, physically on site. So many people in office. Yeah, they had office hours on site. On site. On site. Yes, that should say something. It should. It should. And I, and I, and you know, you guys, we have to remember, I mean, this was back in the early 2000s. So it's not like today where wellness is a part of all corporate cultures, self-care. In a real, in a very healthy way, in an integrated way, right? I mean, this was, this was, again, early 2000s. Yeah. So having someone on site was, um you know, just not sort of traditional, but I was grateful. It would made it very easy to go. And so I sat uh, sat with this woman during our first meeting and she looked like my grandmother. She was, you know, probably 75 years old with white hair and she, she just was so comforting and uh, reassuring. And she had me do an exercise where I had to draw a picture of happiness. And being the crafty girl that I am, Tyann is too. Uh, we love to scrapbook and do tactile crafty things. So I went home and got out my scrapbook material that, and I uh, crafted a picture of happiness. And I looked at it and I realized that work wasn't on there. Oh. And I thought, I've got a bigger problem than I actually even imagined. Now, interestingly, writing was on there. Ooh. Helping people was on there. Ooh. But... It really was a, a a moment that you can't unsee. And I think sometimes we have those moments that we can't unsee that are the game changers and are the linchpins for us to finally, you know, start to move toward it. Now, Tyne and I are also going to tell you a lot about how we did take action immediately. And yeah. uh, we're going to talk more about, you know, the process. But that was really a linchpin moment for me. And and that was really when I began investigating what are some other things that I might want to do and how would I go about that. And again, it took me a long time to actually um, completely change the, you know, trajectory of my life and my career. But that was really a moment where I I I kind of looked in the mirror in that moment and started. And that is that is what started. And what about you? Was there a, a linchpin moment for you? There was a moment, and this is not something I've ever shared publicly before, but I'll share it with um, with y'all. So back 
in the early 2000s, uh, was working at a company that started the outsourcing process. We all remember when companies kind of got that bug, right? And I got the unfortunate task of being the notifier of a bunch of people that their jobs were going away, which is, it always sucks to be told that you're losing your job. And well, let me tell you, it sucks a lot to be the one having to deliver that message mm -hmm. as well. Yes. And, you know, I was mid-20s at the time, uh, which is, you know, and then have to sit there and tell people they're losing their job. And here's what we know, too, about jobs is the more practice you get at something, you get better at it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, things you don't want to get better. Things you don't want to get better. Sure. And um, so pretty soon I was letting a ton of people go. So just imagine that and that being your world. And then one Saturday I was in the grocery store and I was just in grocery store mode. I was looking for Cool Whip as one does. Love Cool Right? You know, who knows what it's made of, but <laughs> how could it be non-dairy? What exactly is Cool Whip made of? And um, so I was in frozen foods. I was pushing my cart. And I had that moment, Kyla, where I looked up and I recognized this guy pushing his cart toward me. And at the time, I was an HR generalist and I had these big client groups that I supported. I had hundreds and hundreds of people. And I had that moment where I thought, oh, man, I recognize this guy, but I can't remember his name. What's that guy's name? And you know, you do that thing in your head, you're like, oh, what's that guy's name? Is it Brian? Is it, is it Carrie? Is it Robbie? What's, what's his name? And I was racking my brain. And then the worst possible thing happened that could possibly happen. He pushes his cart next to me, and then he says, hey, Ty, do you remember me? And, ah, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> the worst. They all know you. They know you. And then you're trying to fudge your way through it. You're like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, buddy. And, you know, you're just, it's the worst. You're obviously caught. And, and I couldn't remember his name. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, my name is Brian and you fired me three weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. And my heart just stopped in that moment. Yeah. And here he was in the grocery store, and he had his family with him, and he's trying to buy groceries. And he, I'm the last one he remembers. I'm the one who told him he was losing his job. Yeah. And I can't even remember his name. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And that was the moment where I really thought, what kind of energy am I putting out in the universe? And what of my strengths is significance? And we're going to be talking more about strengths as we go through this series and how that shows up in your, in your life and how those things give you energy. And significance has a real um, legacy element to it. And so, for me, thinking about how do you want to be known, what kind of um, legacy do you want to leave, yeah, and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I want to be known for helping people, yeah, making the world better, yes, and leaving a 
beautiful legacy. And leaving a beautiful legacy and yeah. making things better. Yes. And here I am tearing people down. And I've destroyed this man's life. And I can't even remember his name, for goodness sake. Yeah. 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 And so, much like you, even though I didn't get to do a cool craft project to go along with it, <laughs> I wish, right? I didn't even get the cool whip after that. I was so depressed. Um, you know, I I wish I could say now that I I did something very noble in the moment, like at least bought his groceries or something. I don't think I did. You were probably paralyzed. I completely paralyzed. Yes, especially again. There's that mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. Fifty ish something me now would yes. do something very different than yeah. twenty five year old me then. Yeah. But it really did start the process of me thinking there has got to be something else. Yes, this is not the path for yes. me. Yeah, and yeah. And you knew your reputation had become, again, the person who is really good at this, even though you didn't want to be. And so that was going to be your trajectory, right? Right. Yeah. If I don't do something different, this is my path in life. Yeah, yeah. So, so interesting. We both had these... Again, pivotal moments, linchpin moments where we looked in the mirror and we didn't like what we saw. And we knew that there was something else because we had visions, right? Some pieces of that puzzle. Right. And so, again, on the series, we're going to um, walk you through how we did this. And again, lots of ups and downs, lots of learnings, lots of getting scared yes. and doing things, you know, we wish we hadn't done. <laughs> part of the human experience. But we're going we're gonna to continue to bring you along on the journey. And so stay tuned for the next episode. Well, we'll continue the story. But we want to end each of these episodes with something fun. And so we're just going to share a little something fun at the end of each episode, a little Easter egg on one of the little or big benefits of being your own boss. We, are, we own our own businesses now. And with that comes a lot of freedom and flexibility. And if you're listening... We can imagine you want freedom and flexibility, too. So we want to give you some real-life examples of how we, we spend our time now. Absolutely. What's something that's, that you've just loved in the last couple of weeks that you've gotten to do because you own your own business? Uh, okay. This is um, a little insight into, into me, Kyla. Um, I don't know if you know this. I am a big fan of the slow wake-up. Oh, love the slow wake-up. I'm telling you, I have I have some friends who they they love to like spring out of bed and they love to wake up early and they just, you know, are filled with energy and God bless them, you know, but <laughs> not I, you. I'm not one of those people. I don't mind waking up early, but I don't like to spring out of bed. Right. Yes. I like to lay in bed yes. and I actually like to play with my phone when I wake up in bed. Perfect. Which I'm sure there's research out there that says don't do that. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever works for you. I like to lay in my bed and play with my phone and play Wordle. Oh, nice. So. I love it. My little fun thing was I solved Wordle in two tries this morning. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. My husband has no interest in yes. this. And I also, I don't share this on social media like other people yes. No, I had no idea you played Wordle. I know. It's my secret thing. <laughs> So I just had a secret moment of satisfaction this morning. And love it. When I solved Wordle in two tries. Yes. As I'm laying in bed with the slow wake up. I love it. Because if we were still in corporate America, 
whole time, you'd have been rushing out of bed with an alarm. Would have been rushed. There's no Wordle. I would have been late because you're always late. Always. And there would have been no Wordle. No Wordle. I love it. That was my little my little Easter. I love it. I can totally see you being good at Wordle, too. Yeah. It's like you love puzzles. and I do. Yes. And I, of course, yes. crush it Wheel of Fortune. Of course. Yes, you do crush it. Because I'm 100 years old. But <laughs> me and my grandma. But how about you? What's your Easter egg? Yeah. So I'm in the Austin area right now recording this with Tyann. And I had sort of this meta moment uh, a couple of days ago where when I used to sit in corporate America and look out the window for my gray cube. Ugh. I would, you know, sometimes go out for lunch and I would see these people at lunch who clearly didn't have a traditional eight to five job and wonder who they I would one I wondered who they were. Yes. So to lunch. And back then, you know, there was obviously there was a few entrepreneurs in Austin, Texas. So some of them were entrepreneurs. Some of them were people who didn't work. But I thought I want to be the person who can just have a leisurely lunch on a beautiful day. And so this last week, I was in Austin for a conference, and I was uh, walking on the Town Lake Bridge. I mean, uh, sorry, the Town Lake Trail, which I love. And I I stared up to see kind of where I was, and I was right in front of the Four Seasons. I love the Four Seasons. I love the Four Seasons. The food and the mess. Magical. Yeah. And so I just walked up there and sat on the patio and had a leisurely lunch. Oh, the most delicious crab cakes I'd probably have ever had. And, and I just thought I would have never had this leisurely long lunch on a Thursday afternoon if I was still in the role that I was in 20 years ago. And you're that person now. I'm that person. Someone's <laughs> looking at you going, who is she to have lunch? <laughs> exactly. For you. And it all started with us visioning on vacations and just sure did. again, beginning to follow the whispers, which again, we're going to talk a lot more about in this series is how we... How we just moved a little closer to them, how we created bridges along the way, and how you can too. Absolutely. I love that. Stay tuned for what's next. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.